0: and Welcome to Cinema in Context, where we discuss all things film and the connections between. My name is Jeremy Downing. I'm William Chan. And this month we are joined by a very special guest, Phoebe Shum. Welcome, Phoebe.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: It's great to have you here. Now, Phoebe Shevich for a film production company as the head of research for feature documentaries and uh, is also an avid film lover.
1: Got to have to be in, in our field, I think.
0: <laughs> and uh, we're actually breaking protocol this week. So usually we would discuss um, uh, two films each month, the Cinema in Context, one current and one retrospective with some connection. It could be the same director, make to a similar theme. But we're going to actually look back at the recent Oscars, the Academy Awards. And in, in the past, we've looked at the nominations and kind of made predictions. But we thought it would be nice to have a bit more of a, a general discussion about the winners, and about the films, and uh, Phoebe was just telling us that in her office they actually they, they watch it. That's in the background of
1: yeah. It's the one thing we get to do each year to so have the to use the TV for other than work related stuff. So we turn it on in the conference room. Everyone kind of angles themselves, or actually this year we act, move. All into the conference room to watch it, and it was my job to just mute the TV through the ad so that we could at least get a little bit of stuff done. But we watched it all from the red carpet right through to Best Picture at the end.
0: Ah, oh, fantastic! So, good. so you're going to be able to bring that because I don't have you. Did you watch it, William?
2: I did not. I saw clips. That was it.
0: Yeah, I think I went and watched the highlights as well. I, I love watching the Oscars, but. I mean, it's at two p.m. on a yeah. on a School Monday. Day. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was a Sunday. I just black out the day. Actually, in the past, I've got like days off work to watch it. Have mm. you, yeah. sneaky? It's like taking an annual leave day, <laughs> like for the cause. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway, so it's wonderful to have you here, Phoebe. Um, Sarah, she is currently a jet setting around the world with her husband. They are on a, a massive trip. So um, yeah, we, we, we wish her well. She'll be back with us uh, later on in the year. But um, wonderful to have you, Phoebe. We had Sinead last week and we will have um, a new guest. Uh, sorry, last week, last month. We'll have a new guest next month. Um, it's also worth mentioning that we we generally talk about spoilers in our podcast. I think it's a little bit more awkward with this one because we're going to be talking about a number of different films. So we will attempt to be as spoiler-free as possible, um, or at the very least, warn you when a spoiler's about to about to come. So yeah, so our Oscar
2: special, 2019. William, do you want to kick us off, kind of yeah, get us into uh, this discussion? I, I thought about really delving into this. Uh, I, I think I, I suggested that maybe, maybe Oscars are pretty cool to talk about even Oscar, after the Oscars. Oh yeah, for sure. And <laughs> one of the main things is there's just been a lot of conversation around the selections made this year. Um, I know historically the Oscars have been, you know, very, very, um, just this, this. This this bastion of of cinematic prowess, right? Like voted by quote unquote old white guys. What is what is Hollywood? What is the golden age? And where do we go from here? And I think last year was a really interesting Oscars. There were a lot of really bold choices and kind of this notion that a, a new wave of filmmakers, of people involved in the film industry, were really coming into their own. And so I thought this year was really interesting because you kind of have that mix between the two worlds. Mm. Um, and that really shines through in some of the nominations and the eventual winners. Last year was um, The Shape of Water, took away the best picture, eh? Mm. And it was the year before
0: that where Moonlight took it, but it was that horrible mess. Where <laughs>
1: yeah, I actually turned off the Oscars after La La Land got announced, going like, oh, well, that's it. And I got really, oh, you... I was really disappointed. Yeah. And I found out when I got home, going, oh my gosh, I should have just left the TV running.
0: What a shame, though, eh? like, to, to take away the glory of Moonlight winning. Like, I feel really sad for Moonlight. Such a
1: beautiful film. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. So I'm, I'm really glad that one over La La Land. I felt La La Land was just too saccharine. Yeah, and Oscar sort of orientated like they were just painting it for the Oscars. That's mm, mm. just, uh, it's just another musical.
0: I couldn't stand. I don't know that I couldn't stand a Shape of Water, but the Shape of Water for me was. I mean, we talked about this in our yeah, podcast. Um, how it was? I mean, I love Guillermo Toro. He's a beautiful director. But the actual story was... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> average. Yeah. Average. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It's been an interesting year. I mean, the lead-up to this Oscars was very oh. muddy.
1: Oh, ripe with controversy with mm. um, the potential to put some of the uh, items in the ad break so you wouldn't see them. Yeah. The um, popular
0: Oscar vote. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, yeah. The popular Oscar category. Not
1: having the host. Um, mm. Actually... I think it did really well with no host. It kind of put more um, prestige and more relevance to the presenters. And they kind of had a bit more of a role. You're not going, oh, it's just another person talking after someone who's just talked. Mm. You're kind of like, oh, who's presenting? What are they bringing to the stage? Mm. Like Aquafina and um, John Mulaney were hello. Hilarious. They were amazing. So good. I,
0: I'm always a fan of Tina Fey, Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph mm. to have them open the, the, the <laughs> ceremony Yeah, and they kind of had that, that shtick where they said, we're going to talk a little bit longer so it's like we're a host, but we're <laughs> not the host. But yeah. Oh, nice. Interesting.
1: Yeah. It, it definitely ran a lot smoother um, and it definitely ran a lot shorter. Mm. So I think it kind of kept you a bit more engaged and that they didn't end up going with the whole putting items in the ad breaks, which would have been such a shame. Like cinematography, mm. editing, like you really can't make a film with the, without those. Yeah. And to have that hidden.
0: And I think the whole prestige of, <laughs> if we're talking about the prestige of the ceremony, mm. it, it just, the shooting themselves in the foot because the Oscars, and I read a really good article about it, it's like, just be long. Like this ceremony is about really honouring the art. Mm. And, and you know, and sure there's a massive marketing element to it and we mm. know that it's like, you know the nominees generally have paid huge amounts of or well, their studios have paid huge amounts of money to give their nominations, but you know it's it's not the Golden Globes. It's um it is the it's heralded as the the highest honor in filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. Do we think it still is?
1: Um, at that, this the stage, I think it probably is, just because it has that prestige, and there isn't really an award that sort of um, compares with it at the stage. I think in the future that it might not end up staying in that position. Maybe something else will get that prestige unless um, the Oscars can kind of keep up with the modernity of the audience and what values are held globally rather Mm. than just American-centric or traditional Mm -hmm. Okay
0: well I'm keen On that note then I'm keen to jump into Best Picture discussion Because Awesome um, You know I haven't seen All of these films I haven't even (laughs) seen The winner Green Book But from my reading of it In terms of a film That talks about race relations In the States It felt like the most Pedestrian choice
1: Yeah I know People weren't Super thrilled Like um, That there Could have been Something else That was chosen Um, I did watch it Last night Um, and yeah, I have, I have a lot of mixed feelings. Mahershala did such a good job, so he is so deserving of the actor in a supporting role. Mm. Um, I kind of wish maybe it was more of his story and thing, and maybe he could have been bumped up to best actor, Mm. um, because his performance was stunning and so moving and you just ached for him the whole time when he just had this uh, perspective on what african american life is like in the 1960s whereas don't get me wrong i love vigo great actor i really disliked his character <laughs> really did
2: but he was so charmingly italian sorry I- <laughs> italian
1: <laughs> yeah i kind of mm, yeah can't. i i really struggled to get into it, I really wanted mm. to turn it off and just go to sleep. Um, it wasn't until Mahashala got more into the story that I'm just like, yes, yeah, okay, there's more. Bounce back tw- between each other. And Vigo's not just like the horrible or the nice family man who is racist and uh, ignorant and naive in what his views of America kind of thing. Like, he starts the film throwing away those two glasses that the black workman used. Sorry. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Start of the
0: film.
1: It's the start of the film. It's, like, in the first five minutes, um, which is such an aggressive racist act Mm. to be like, I'm going to throw out something that a black African-American has touched. Mm. And then as it progresses, it kind of kind of doesn't stay at that level of racism it goes like oh we're just going to show him really racist at the start and then we're immediately going to mellow that out for like character development I guess mm. so
0: it's, it yeah. seems to me like when I look at the list of films that were nominated it reminds me of the year that Crash won over um, Breakback Mountain which <laughs> to me <laughs> was clearly the best film of that year. Mm. Um, and Crash was this kind of like, oh, we understand diversity, um, or we understand, you know, we're we're with it, we're hip, mm. and, I, and I feel like, based on my understanding of Green Book, it feels like that because you've got, um, you know, I'm looking, we're looking, we've got little lists of um, mm. the films printed out here, and I'm actually trying to find where best film is. Where is it? at the bottom? At the bottom. There we go. Um, you know, I mean, even Black Panther, like its discussion of race, I think mm. is more challenging than mm-hmm. what you've just described, Phoebe. You've got Black, aka Killian's um, You've got I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Roma, even, has, has more, you know, it's discussion of races, mm. quite nuanced. Mm. I mean, I think Roma should have won, and I know why Roma didn't win. It's because of the Netflix thing, right? Yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. definitely.
1: The first time Netflix has ever been part of the Oscars, and they picked it up so late in production and just threw money at it, yeah. which is why it, it Ooh, even happened. I don't know about
0: this. Yeah,
1: it? so um, I think it was being made for quite a while, and because um, uh, Quaron was making it on 65mm film, because artiste. Um, Mm. uh, The production who originally had him, um, the studio, dropped him because I think it was getting too long and too expensive. Oh, wow. Um, But it then got picked up by Netflix, who were just like, this sounds amazing. Um, And I I think they picked it up, it was quite light, so it would have been in production or maybe even close to post-production they picked it up and just threw millions of dollars at it and then they threw millions of dollars in the marketing Mm, I think it was like I think it was something crazy like 21 million dollars in the marketing
0: no it would be more than that because they they usually put and for publicity they would put in the budget of the film it's generally what happens with big movies, and then I think it was just for the Oscar. There's just the Oscar mm. campaign was some huge amount. Like I'm thinking yeah. like hundreds of millions.
1: Was it hundreds of millions? It's like 150
0: million or something. Really like a, bad something. numbers. <laughs> but that's the Netflix model. They just mm. throw money, and they and they. So I think they're, they're in major debt, but it's because they see the long game, and they're like mm-hmm. just dom. They've dominated the market.
1: Oh yeah, um, for sure. Like they know exactly what people are interested in watching. Um, they've really picked up and. It's an interesting discussion of like what is real cinema because I think that's why Netflix isn't really or well, it definitely wasn't part of the Golden Globes mm-hmm. um, and why it was. It's only now part of the Oscars is that people think Netflix because it's streaming based is not real cinema because mm. it's not in the cinemas which for the Oscars you have to have streamed or uh, have played in the cinemas to qualify. Mm. So yeah, but I mean. But that's where we're going at the moment because we have such busy schedules, like um, we can go into a whole economics debate um, discussion about that, Mm. but we have to spend our time wisely and Netflix streaming is the best way to do it because who if You go to the f- cinemas, that's like a three hour commitment to see a two hour movie because you have to get there and buy the tickets and then travel back and find parking or whatever.
0: Mm. So and, I mean, what do you think about Steven Spielberg's stance? <laughs> it feels really mm. hypocritical. Yeah, um, you know, he came through on this new wave of, of you know breaking and bucking the system, mm. and he's like,
2: it's not film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say this I, I felt with Roma, um, my feelings towards nep- the Netflix model was mm. a little different because I really really want to see this movie on the biggest screen possible mm, yeah. and i just could not and a large part of that was because of netflix insane like proposals about what kind of movie theater could play this movie
1: oh really yeah it had
2: to have a very specific sound setup mm. um screen size all this stuff and it just it screamed like yes we have a monopoly you know deal with it bro <laughs> oh,
1: <geez. laughs> and,
2: and for a film like Roma, you know, which is beautiful and mm. deserves to be seen in black and white on the most pristine mm. screen possible, watching it on your little laptop mm. or even your large widescreen TV, it's just it's taking something away from that
0: mm. Mm. and
2: I did not um, I don't appreciate that very much. I mean, <laughs> I put on film I mean some of the greatest cinema experiences I've had have been with his films. Mm-hmm. you know
0: Harry Potter 3, um, Gravity and children, children of Men man. are all films that are still sort in of the cinema. Gravity is. I've seen it seven times in the cinema, that, and I haven't seen it since because yeah. that experience yeah. the three D, the three D, and also the three D sound, the Dolby Atmos sound, mm. and, the, and the soundtrack was in three D.
1: I think I had that experience with Dunkirk. I went to the IMAX. Oh, that.
0: oh yeah, that was amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> stunning on the IMAX. I, I'm. Yeah, I guess. I guess nowadays we just have to be very particular about what we see at the cinema. Yeah. Mm. So I go to the cinema, but I go to the ones that I absolutely think are cinema worthy. Mm. We're all... When I ask people, like, "Oh, what do you what did you think?" and they're like, "Oh, wait for it to come out," and you, <laughs> no, you're I like on oh, DVD, I'm just like, "Oh, okay, so worth watching, but maybe not worth watching now," mm. <laughs> kind of thing.
0: I <laughs> will say that, like, because um, I'm just we were talking earlier about how I'm doing a, a third rewatch of Game of Thrones. Mm. My flame mate has never seen it, so loving watching it with her. But that series, like, I was rewatching last year, um, watching season seven, and the cinema, the photography of the, mm. show is Incredible. I mean, mm. that is cinema quality photography. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Just the for sure. vistas and the and the depth of everything. And um, but it's on that's made for TV. So yeah. I guess it's just that's true. Mm.
1: But but then it, it would be
2: so much cooler if it was it on the big be screen, cool. right? Yeah.
1: I, I do imagine in the future there'll be <laughs> like festivals or, or screening events where we're like we're going to do a marathon of Game of Thrones <laughs> at the cinema.
2: because <laughs> like... I remember going to see the finale of Breaking Bad like at our local art house cinema. Ah. Oh yeah, um, And like Breaking Bad Is also a beautiful show Like Mm. the cinematography Is insane And going to see it On the big screen I I remember my friend and I Just gasping at some of it Because it was a completely Mm. Like almost overwhelming Visceral experience Mm -hmm. Um, And just something about Being in a darkened room Where you're kind of Out of your comfort zone You're not sitting Mm. at home Just It adds that little something, I think. And I think with a film
0: like Roma, Mm -hmm. it it is really challenging for that film to be paused because it's so slow. It's like you need the propulsion of the cinema to be able to kind of push it Forced you to... (laughs) And and it builds that momentum. And if somebody pauses... You know, you think about Mm -hmm. some of those scenes, and I don't want to spoil it, but you think about where some of that film goes. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be pausing some of those
2: scenes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It would really kill the the mood. Mm -hmm. I I think I've uh, shared the story on the podcast before, but I've had multiple instances on plane rides where you know, you pick oh, up the shoulders of people you, yeah. and they're watching movies like Gravity and Dunkirk. Mm. And I am I'm just imagining like Chris Manolan or Alphonse Cuaron like seeing that and just <laughs> pulling their hair out in frustration.
1: Like, I thought you were gonna say when they when the flight attendant makes an announcement mm. and pauses your movie, you're like, No That <laughs> was like, a really emotional part. <laughs> I've had that happen to me and I'm just like bawling my eyes out and like the whole movie pauses while the while the flight attendant con- uh, flight attendant flight attendant comments about turbulence.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess um, he gets, you know, Coron got the honour with the best directing Oscar. Mm. And I think he deserved it. You know, there's there's some, yeah. It it was
2: beautifully put together. Oh, absolutely. Could I uh, go back to talk about Green Book a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So I... I actually don't mind Green Book winning um, for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. The first reason it meant that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win. Yeah, um, and that was—can you guys believe—that was the front runner throughout the entire night? Like yeah. every single pro- editing yeah. went to Bohemian Rhapsody. Both sound awards. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I can understand the sound to be honest, mm-hmm. especially the sound mixing because they blended Rami and uh, Freddie Mercury's oh, voices right. in the in the singing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to blend those together to create you know, a pretty unique sound, Mm. like, you know, or accurate as much as you could, sound is just incredible. So I think it definitely deserved the mixing award just because of that technical component. Mm.
2: Yeah. A lot has been said (laughs) about the the editing, right? (laughs) Yeah, the Mm. editing is... um, I mean, there's videos online that have mocked the editing by editing the Oscars and the style of the editing. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, And I... (sighs) I don't know. Like, I am a huge Queen, Queen fan. They're my favorite band. Mm. They're like... It's the soundtrack of my childhood, basically. Mm. Um, I know all the songs by heart. Like, I sing it at karaoke. Love Queen. Um, and for this to be the Queen movie, it's just... It's so... <laughs> it's so shallow. <laughs> like, it's it's very much... In the vein of what's called that um, that John C Reilly movie, Walk Hard. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, Walk Hard is a hilarious parody, mm. and Bohemian Rhapsody fits the beats like beat to beat. Mm. Freddie starts, you know, the movie, and he's he's about to perform the biggest concert of his career, <laughs> and before he does so, he kind of pauses and reflects on his whole life till then. Um, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I I. I guess I enjoyed it somewhat, but it's not a great movie. Uh. I, I don't think so. Um. I haven't seen it for the exact reasons you,
0: you pose. I just mm-hmm. find a lot of those biopics just, they're very boring. Like, it's, it's so rude. It doesn't matter how interesting that person's <laughs> life is. It's mm. just, you know, it's like Tarantino says, no one's life is that interesting. <laughs> um, and, but I, I just think that if you're going to tell a film about their music, I mean, it's the music we want to hear, and, and it's, uh, yeah. I'm interested, I think the the Rocketman film, the, like, oh, the, um, yeah. the Elton, John Elton John one, is actually a musical, right? Yes. Like, which yeah. I find that much more interesting. And it looks more interesting, mm-hmm. at least yeah. the trailer And does.
1: Elton John has fully endorsed yeah. the actor who's playing it, he's, he's the only one who they, could. They've just
0: done a do it together. Oh, oh cool! They? Yeah, they've Brilliant. just done, um,
2: uh, I forget what song it is, Tiny Dancer, they sang Tiny Dancer <laughs> oh, together at cool. some benefit. Yeah, I, I will say one thing that is on point with Bohemian Rhapsody is the casting like Rami Malek incredible mm. um, The people who play Brian May, Roger Taylor and John Deacon They if you look at old photos of Queen They are doppelgangers man, like mm. I don't know how they cast him and they're not bad actors either mm. like it's not just You know, not just the looks mm. Mm. Um, But I think everything is real surface level. The story is so trite the Um, Very, very brief spoilers. The end of the movie. He has his entire life sorted out in one day. So he makes up with his family. He finds... And, you know, professes his love to the love of his life He makes up with his band members And he performs the biggest rock set of his life at Live Aid And that's, that, that's like, before 11am Like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous Like, boring, wow. bordering on parody mm. um, But yeah, bo-rap, not, not super great Bo-rap <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, which which makes Green Book I think a more worthy winner strangely. I, I I will say I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I think if you take the movie for what it is it is and I maybe it wasn't intended to be but I thought it was just a cartoon. Mm. Um, I thought Vigo and Marshala were both complete caricatures, and that Vigo was the oh, eh hey, bada bing, I'm Tony Lip, it- Italian, eh, hey, yeah. hey. Um, and where's M- Marshala? He's basically Data from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> that, no, I disagree with you. On
2: what? That. What? What are emotions? Why? I am a proper man. <clears throat> Please do not touch me. Kind of. I. I. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's just me bringing a lot of Star <laughs> Trek into this. But I was laughing every time you was like, "Oh, what? What is this? I am prim and proper." Mm. Um and and so i i enjoyed the performance i thought it was really really cartoony and i thought the racial politics it wasn't wasn't that bad a lot of it was a lot of it was about being nice which i know is real like milk toast uh, but yeah. like uh, maybe you know after recent events because I, I, I did see this movie recently. Mm. Um, I just felt really good about people being nice to each other, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, 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 you know the overall message of the movie is you know uh, maybe people shouldn't be jerks. Mm. And again, it's it's real, almost bordering on childish, um, but it's but it's pretty slick. The editing is nice. The storytelling you know flows quite well. and Doesn't really get bogged down. And I can understand why it won Best Picture. Like, it's mm. not a challenging film, but it's one that, at least for me, like, it made me feel pretty good, like, finishing it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I was talking about <laughs> Book. Well, let's talk about animated
0: feature film, because mm. I think there's some really interesting films in there. I mean, I was... For me, I mean, I loved Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs was one of my favourite movies of the year, but far out, that Spider-Man movie, it,
1: it oh, deserved to win. Spider-Man oh. was out of the park. Stunning.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've got... You've got some really good animated feature films in there. I mean, mm. Incredibles 2, I've talked to them in the past about how I feel that it, it you know it, it was it could have been a, a perfect film if they'd sorted mm. out their villain a bit better.
1: Mm. But
0: um my gosh, Isle of Dogs, I haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet, but I'm sure oh, yeah. it's great. Ralph
1: Breaks mm. the Internet is very enjoyable. Um, but it is definitely a solid Pixar movie. Yeah. Same with um, Incredibles 2. It's a very solid. You know what you're going to get because of the quality of the previous films. Uh, it's nothing new. It's just highly enjoyable. Mm. Yeah,
0: I actually rewatched Inside Out last week. Oh, nice. My gosh, that's a wonderful film. Sorry, a mm. bit of a side tangent, but it's the thing about <laughs> Pixar movies. That makes me cry two times every single mm. time in that movie. Like, bing bong. When Bing Bong <laughs> sacrifices himself <gasps> and um, the complicated memory at the end, uh, yeah. complicated yeah, memory at the end, just
2: ah, mm. oh, breaks my heart. Yeah, I, I thought Ralph Racing the internet was was good. I loved Wreck-It Ralph, um, so I, th- I think this one is not as good. It just has that sequelitis kind of thing. Like, what will we do with the characters?
1: I think it it dealt with sequelitis quite well, actually. Uh-huh. I think it bringing in the element of the internet. And exploring further their relationship now that they you know got a solid relationship, spoilers, um, and and then you know that relationship falling apart because Ralph is way too clingy, mm. and then like what happens when new things come along and your friends make new friends, and I just really love the Disney princesses making oh, cameos. Yeah. That's um, so good. But I think it did quite well with knowing how bad sequels can be. It was pretty solid in being able to just. Expand the world and expand the relationships, and it didn't tread too much on what was already done. Mm. Mm. Cool.
0: And was bow yeah. bow was the was that the animated short before Incredibles Two? Yes, 2? yes. yes it was. yeah, that was wonderful. Oh my it was god, so
1: good. And it was so
0: cool to see the two female directors get up there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, they're going to be future Pixar yep. feature
2: film oh, directors. I
1: am so happy about that. Um, that there's more women coming up through the animating ranks and, and through
2: Pixar which is like mm. famously a boys
0: club. Yeah mm. and yeah. With, with John Lasseter yeah, John yeah. Lasseter being evicted and mm-hmm. you, you
2: know, it's, it's, mm. a, it's a nice changing culture. Yeah. Ball was also horrifying, I would just put it. <laughs> <out there. laughs> I was so impressed that it's ambiguity. I, I, I went I went to see it with uh, two of my high school friends, both guys and you know, oh we love Pixar shorts let's watch this. Oh, no. And when the thing happens, like the three of us went oh <gasps> like like genuinely horrified and shocked um
1: were they pakeha or were they also um they
2: they were both pakeha yeah
1: i I feel like when i've talked to my friends about this is that pakeha or like or people who don't have a a huge sense of uh, family and community as perhaps asian or maori communities have (laughs) they don't understand it. They're just like, this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. And it's just like, no, it's a metaphor because she's she's suppressing him and, you know, like she's completely engulfing him and, you know, like it makes so much sense when you grow up with a Chinese or Asian family where you're just like, the expectations.
2: That being said, one of my friends at the end uh, did not get the film and he, he kept thinking that the mother was a guy and that he was like she oh, was like really? her, the the Baal's brother and he just didn't get the metaphor no. <laughs> like, because once you I thought that send, was a guy because
1: like, yeah. once you understand the metaphor it's it's so beautiful and yeah. <laughs> I really appreciated it when I watched it, but I know uh, that my friends who went and saw it was just like, oh, my God, and then she ate it. I don't understand.
0: (laughs) So it's like. It's it's such a wonderful, (laughs) it's such a wacky. It's such a, a brilliant premise. wacky way yeah. Yeah, I'm, to show that. I'm
1: just so happy that one won. Yeah, mm, I
0: mean, yeah. Well, I haven't seen any of
2: the other ones. I don't think. No. Um,
1: no, we don't really get that opportunity in New Zealand to watch those. I, I
2: know sometimes the Academy has them like all at once, mm. um, which is quite nice. But yeah, um, I, again, another vote for Spider-Man. You, you guys know I love, I love into the Spider Verse with all my heart. Yeah, um, and I think I, I hope it is signs of like big. Change in mm. the animation industry because it's so different. It is, and they 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 spent so much so much effort making it different. Mm. Like it was, it was brave. It was bold. It presented itself in a way that, you know, broke the mould of what, the last twenty years? Mm. Um and doing so in a way that honored the comics, which is it's brilliant. Like just visually, kinematically, mm. what a movie. Mm. Just yeah, incredible stuff. I need to watch it again because I
0: just we we saw it. Sarah, William and I went and saw it, we went to like a preview screening of it. Mm-hmm. Um and Sarah's husband Doug and we um, and you know, I remember Sarah, she was not that looking forward to it and wasn't hugely enamored by it. <laughs> She's sort of sick of the whole superhero comic book thing. But just visually, we are all fizzing, eh? Like, just yeah. the beautiful mm. colours and the kind of shaky, the shaky quality of yeah. the, the visuals, and the dropped frames.
1: Yeah, and I just love that they brought in, like, the pow, smack, yeah. kind of thing that just really brought to life the comic book ones. Because I've seen animated films where they've tried to be comic booky, mm. but they've basically just animated panels from mm. a comic rather than, making it film-like. Yeah, yeah. And so this one, you were like... You knew you were watching a film, but you knew of its comic yeah. um, mm. background, and it was so meta. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking, knowing that itself was like a comic, it was like
0: which is such a is a Phil Lord and Chris me, Miller, Chris Miller, yeah, those yeah. guys, mm. they are so meta. Oh,
2: amazing. But have you guys seen Lego Movie Two? I have. What's oh, yeah. Can we yes. do it next next uh, episode? Because I loved it. I I thought it was such a such a good antidote to our times. I think. you. Hey. nice. Okay, I haven't um, seen it yet. let's. Okay. let's I'll, my people can talk to your people. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about Best Actress because mm-hmm. that was, I think, yes. in some ways quite a surprise because you sort of had three three actors that were vying for it. I mm. think initially it was very much a Glenn Close. Well, actually, you no, know, it was sort of a – Olivia Coleman and Lady Gaga the, early on were like the two frontrunners. And then it became a race between Glenn Close and Lady Gaga. And then it kind of was looking like Glenn Close was going to take it.
1: Yeah, because everyone was saying it was like her time mm. kind of thing, Yeah, which I – I have mixed feelings about people saying that I really think it should be based on their value of the work of the film that they're um, being judged on or, like, yeah. that's part of the classification yeah. sort of thing. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, a lot of people thought Glenn Close was going to get it. Um, but Olivia Colman, oh, <laughs> she's so good in that role. Yeah,
0: that film is. that film is the three of them like I mean mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I put Emma Stone in there as well because I think her character didn't require her to do any of the kind of flash, flash bang of the yeah. other two I mean um, uh, what's her name Rachel Weiss, oh my word <laughs> every, I mean I love her anyway but every time she was on that screen it was just powerhouse moment oh, for sure. and then Olivia Coleman, like just and it was so cool to see how far she's come yeah since yeah. since peep show like <laughs> yeah or, and and then i guess then after it was hot fuzz yeah and, yeah
1: oh yeah. that's right she, she's yeah, um the PC doris yeah
0: <laughs> and and that's
2: and yeah she just it was so lovely her speech as well mm. and yeah it okay. was a bit of a surprise and I, I love that she's she won for like a really comedic role as mm. well because mm. it's, it's really tragicomic and she you know she doesn't really hammered up like it's a really delicate performance in a lot of places
1: i i love it when i can forget the character or like the actor mm. or actress who's playing the character if i just completely forget them and just all i'm seeing is this character mm. is the best for me oh, which is yeah. why i sometimes don't really appreciate emma stone i know she's a brilliant actress but every time i'm like oh it's emma stone mm. so but olivia coleman just as queen anne and all you can see is queen anne and then <laughs> and all i wanted to do was it was my documentary research side coming out, going like, "I need to research Queen Anne. Was she really like this? Yeah, oh yes. I was like, <laughs> like, what is the background? What is she based it on?" So I was like, of, I'm sure a lot uh, of embellishment.
0: I love that scene oh, where, she's, sure. yeah, where she's like eating cake and then she's vomiting. Oh, yeah, small. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> the great.
2: royal
1: privilege of yeah. throwing up cake and eating. I, I, <laughs> I love the scene where um,
2: they they're at the party. And the camera is just locked on her face, and you see these minute changes, and mm. oh, it's devastating. Yeah, there's yeah. um, a nice that, um,
0: and I'm going to try a name, and probably going to ruin it. But Yalitsa, yeah, Aplici, uh, oh gosh, That's cool. I'm sorry if I've butchered that name, but it was really lovely to see her because mm. she she does some beautiful work in that film, mm. and she carries that movie in such a subtle way. And really nice to see Melissa McCarthy getting that nomination too. Yes. Oh,
2: I, I, I wish she'd have won. Have you guys seen that movie? No, but I want no, to. No, but she,
1: like, um, I haven't. I've just seen the shorts and just to see mm. her doing something other than comedy and doing it so well. Mm. It's just like, oh, that's like, I'm probably going to watch that one next, to be honest. you know
0: Julia Moore was in that role and she got fired? Oh, really? It's the first wow. time she's ever been fired. from. A wait, film. wait, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> because she just wasn't, I guess, wasn't mm. really what the director was wanting. Oh. Oh, so wow. she, I was watching an interview with her with Andy Cohen, and she was saying, "Yeah, it's the first time. The last time I was fired was at like an ice cream stand was And she said, "She goes, I haven't been able to watch it. She's like, I love Melissa McCarthy. I'm sure she's done a great job, but I just can't bring myself which is oh, fair yeah, definitely. But I love Julia more. But uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, and then of course, like, I mean, you know, you guys know I'm a massive Gaga fan, mm-hmm. and I mean, it makes sense to me that you know the people that were fans of hers they could vote for her mm-hmm. in the best song category, you know, and as much as as great as she was in that film. She's no Olivia Coleman in terms of the yes, work that she was, no, she was no. doing, but um, yeah, I mean, she, there was no, there was no denying that Shallow was going to take that. Oh, oh <laughs> no, especially with that performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
1: that was. I cringed at that performance.
0: Get out! Like, no, 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 the, the last
1: one. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean. it's... The amount that people have raved over that song, and I have gotten sick of it on the radio. It's yeah. played all uh, the time. But if you it, have it, ever it, been it to does. the
2: warehouse, like any warehouse around the country, they will be playing that song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, have you seen that Bad Lip
0: Reading have just released their version of it, of the Oscar performance of Shallow? Oh, It's really? called Chocolate Mousse or something, or Chocolate um, Candy, or I don't know, and they... This is very good. And you should watch it. Um, I was a big fan of Mary Poppins. I loved that film. That'll be yeah. in my pretty much will be in my top films of the year at the mm. end of the year. Um, so I think that would have been the only thing to kind of take a potential because even the Ballad of Buster Scruggs was okay, but
2: yeah,
0: yeah. What are you guys' thoughts?
2: Anything, anything in there with with mentioning for original song? Mm. Um,
1: yeah, I mean,
2: shallow, shallow had to be the one, right?
1: Yeah, I I really enjoyed all the stars. But in terms of, I think, having an original song that contributes to the film in a great way is mm. so important to be able to say it's the original song. Mm. It's got to be really be part of it. Yeah.
2: I also thought Mary Poppins should have um, had another song be nominated. Um, I think that Mary wasn't Poppins should have strongest. been represented more in this Oscars yeah. thing, mm. Um like- I I don't know. The place where Lost Things Go to me was the one where they tried to make it sound really Julie Andrews. Mm. Uh, oh, really? Which- uh, you know, Emily Blunt, I think, does a pretty good job like singing her own thing. And I think, imagine that, uh, the song's called Imagine That, right? Or Can mm. You Imagine That. I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that would have been a much, much, you know, better, stronger choice. But uh, I, love, that's I love the, one the um, my favorite one is Oh, like,
0: cover is not a book. To <laughs> open it up and take a look. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Still haven't seen it, but Emily Blunt, she's so amazing. It's such a shame that there were so many um, really strong contestants for actress in a leading role. Yeah. yeah. I think she really just missed it yes
0: I agree again
1: so many times she's just missed (laughs) a nomination I
0: think that um yeah you're absolutely right I mean let's look at score so
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um for all of its moments that were just like a general Marvel score Mm -hmm. that Black Panther the the introduction of the tribal drums was just so exciting Mm -hmm. That When I heard that on the cinema, I was just like, oh, this is cool. And then it comes into um, Infinity War as well. I was like, ooh. (laughs) Wakanda,
1: Wakanda forever. Black Panther is my favourite Marvel film and the whole franchise. Nice. Um, Because I was just like, so many tropes got um, completely Mm. ignored and snatched, especially like the, um, what I particularly like, spoilers, um, though it's been out for a while, so you should really see it, Mm. Um, (laughs) is when he fights... um, for the kingship against the mountain tribe leader. Mm. can't remember his character's name.
2: Uh, M'Baku,
1: I think. Yes, M'Baku. And when he has him at the point of, like, give up, I've got you, and M'Baku does give up. Because so often when you see films, and the antagonist just goes like, I'd rather die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, why? just, Just moments like that where it's, you know, they... The the good guy, the hero, doesn't kill someone out of spite. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's so refreshing, which is such a surprise when you think of like hero movies.
0: And it's pretty cool they got nominated for best picture. Yeah, it it is um, cool. It's Mm. a great statement.
1: That's the first time that uh, a superhero film, I think, has been nominated for best picture. Yeah, which is such a huge step, especially Mm. for the quality of. Yeah, they're popular, but they have a huge amount of cinematic quality to them now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still preferred, like, in terms of that year, I loved Infinity War. I thought that was just, that Mm -hmm. film was incredible. Mm. Um, And and Black Panther, though, the the, the Wakanda, the characters, the three female Mm.
1: um,
0: characters, and I just thought it was great. I have issues with the ending of Black Panther, but uh, we've talked about it in a previous podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's it's very, a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's very Marvel-y. They, they could bring him back. <laughs> Happens all the times in the comics. But, um, yeah, I think he had a very strong... End. Well,
0: he was. Mean, a, who was. Jordan's character is my favorite thing. Oh, in the film. he's yeah. stunning
1: as a um, antagonist, as a villain. He is superb.
0: I just think that I actually, I actually think the, the the three women and the antagonist was stronger than actual than, than like the Black Panther. themselves. Yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh no, no, no. why can't Michael B. Jordan be Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs>
1: because like he was uh, great as an antagonist because he had basically he had the opposite view of the hero, which is what you want an mm-hmm. antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had the same view as. Um, Thanos? Nope. Hmm. Uh, this,
2: this. Lupita Nyango? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lupita he, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He, she, he has the same goals as Nikia of getting Wakanda out there into mm. the wider world, he just has the wrong way of going about it. Mm, yeah. Mm. So um, I thought that just those trio, that trio of ideas was superb because um, then T'Challa then takes over Nakia's idea he takes it in and goes Mm -hmm. like oh I was wrong what kind of should be Mm -hmm. out there but Mm -hmm. we should be doing it your way which is good which is you know um, respectable and Mm. honourable rather than trying to get revenge essentially
2: yeah. I think my my main beef was that is that I think they made Michael B. Jordan too uh, likeable and then they I thought, oh oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he actually kills people as well. Um, it just seemed really last minute. Like, I would have liked it if he was much more levels of grey, mm. um, or, or he wasn't like this, this, also this crazy psychopath who would, you know, hold people up by the neck and burn it all kind of thing.
1: Oh, no, I love, uh, <laughs> I love the... Awful, churning feelings you get when you become sympathetic to the villain. Uh-huh. Like, knowing that you really shouldn't because he's like, but you can understand where he's yeah. come from. He's just going the wrong way about it. Mm-hmm. I love that really like, oh no, like, <laughs> feeling inside.
2: <laughs> but, but By the way, did either of you uh, watch Aquaman? No. I did, yeah. Oh, you didn't? Right, yeah.
1: Right, so. Basically a space battle underwater. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, also really a lot of similarities with, uh, with Black, pa- Black Panther. Like uh, you know, fight between siblings for the future of their kingdom.
1: They had that in Thor too. Yeah. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Black Panther and Thor: Ragnarok are very, very similar movies when you break it down. Um, I love Thor: Ragnarok. Yeah, I think that's uh, that seems to be the the thing now to go really almost Shakespearean with the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and have these big like inter or intrafamilial. Like conflicts
0: Well I think um, We're so we're, we're, The origin story is, is so being done They've got to find Different genres yeah. to, yeah. You know Because superhero Isn't really I mean uh, You know Superhero is a genre Of, of, of like I said Origin story mm. Somebody extraordinary And you know But that's just So tired So yeah It makes sense <laughs> That they're just sort of Having to find different avenues
1: yeah, and spider of, spite of this, just sort of skips over oh, it like, oh, several oh, times, but yeah. he just <laughs> does it really
0: quickly, which is like, so nice. Cool. Well, let's close it got a few more minutes. So what, um, is there anything on here that we haven't discussed so far that we want to touch on?
2: Uh, I think original score, Isle of Dogs, was, was my pick. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that score. It was so, mm. so propulsive mm. and, and so airy in a way, like the, the you know the whole movie is very very uh, downbeat and mm. it's very very dark and oppressive. And I think so much of that comes from the score. Mm. I just yes. remember feeling uncomfortable in that movie um, with all the the percussion and mm-hmm. the like. Was it a cowbell? Or something like ding 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 ding. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. I really enjoyed that movie just because I love animation, especially animation that's done differently. Um, without being too gimmicky, mm. I don't really remember the score, but I remember that the, the feelings that I got from it. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think I'd agree because I love that film. But I don't have a stronger memory. I remember the remember the drums at the start. Yeah, whereas I remember the Hoo, from, like, <laughs> from Black Panther. Mm. That was so it was such a memorable
2: motif for me. I mean, Black Panther got costume design, which is very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I was so happy. Yeah. Because that, yeah, they just did amazing work. And Mm -hmm. and hasn't she, I can't remember the name of the costume designer, but
0: she's been nominated like stupid amounts of times. Really? And and she's African-American. She's never won. And it's like, she was like, finally, and it was, was, she's done some incredible work.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, the costumes were incredible because um, I read an article ages ago because after I watch films, I obsessively then look at every aspect about it straight immediately afterwards. Um, she uh, took so many different elements of different areas of Africa and incorporated it into each of the different tribes that were represented and mm-hmm. e- into the warrior outfits of um, the the all-female guard Mm. like that was based on a real um all-female army cool a legion kind of thing that was in africa um there's photo photographs of it and when you look at them and then you look at theirs like it's not the same but you can definitely see the same shapes the same Mm. protections and it's um in like wonder woman where finally there's armor that is actually armor yeah and functional
0: as opposed to just showing off
1: yeah it's it's it, it was well, very attractive. Until we
0: attractive.
1: get to Justice League. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. Um, and then it was... Colorful because Africa as a nation is incredibly colorful. Mm, yeah, um, and it was just wonderful to see that color brought out and celebrated in the city and in the costumes and just in every aspect, rather than just being like Africa is dusty in mm. you know some areas and mm. so let's make everything dusty. It's just mm. like no, it's it's technological and advanced and beautiful and cultural. And it's just like let's emphasize that mm. which I thought was really cool and the fact that she based it on real imagery and real costumes um, of indigenous people is just stunning mm. I, as as um, a, a half Asian, a half Chinese person having that connection to your roots is so important and it is so meaningful and so I got really teary in the audience on behalf of Of African people going like, oh my god, Like this is so amazing, it's so beautiful. Like I I know the significance of this because in some ways that hasn't really been done for the Chinese people in Hollywood.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Cinema in Context. If you enjoyed our podcast, then please share it with your film-loving friends. You can listen to Cinema in Context through SoundCloud or through Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on Twitter and YouTube which are great places to let us know what you think of this episode or give us suggestions for future films to discuss and compare. Look out for our next episode in a month's time and until then, ka te anō.